and welcome to the What Country Is podcast with Sarah Pearson. I am Sarah Pearson. I continue to be her forever and for always, as the Shania Twain song says. Happy Friday, guys. How are you doing this week? I want to know. I want more communication as I am continuously more lonely every day. (laughs) But uh, I've had fun talking with you guys on Instagram, doing my polls and questions. And again, just thank you so much for participating in those. It definitely adds a new dimension to this podcast. As you can see this week, I got a windscreen for my microphone. So I apologize to basically everyone who listened to the last week's podcast. The audio quality might have been better, but was it worth the the pops and the S's and the terribleness of the quality of that? Uh, so I apologize. Uh, I've tried uh, to make it better by getting this beautiful windscreen. That does not actually make this microphone any prettier, but, you know, I sacrifice beauty for function. Obviously, look at me. (laughs) Oh my goodness, a little life update. This week has been mm, incredibly stressful, and I don't want to disclose why just yet. I think I can get into it more next week, so stay tuned for maybe great news, maybe really sad news. (laughs) But I thought I'd take this time instead of sharing with you what would be uh, the stress of my life. I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, Once again, I was at the park, as I do every day. Um, And I, you know, I was driving and I would say that I'm not a speeder. Um, I have received one speeding ticket in my life and I got it resolved and so technically no speeding tickets on my record but i i'm i'm a good driver i'm just not always a thoughtful driver and so i drive to the park where i go and there's a turn onto a 30 mile an hour road um and then there's the entrance attached to it so I turned onto this road and it was kind of a rolling stop. I would say that I stopped and just kept, you know, just kept, yeah, it was a rolling stop. I'm not going to tell you it wasn't, okay? And so I turned onto this road and I'm going mm, 35, between 35 and 40. And so, you know, not great, not a great setup for myself um, between the rolling stop and the kind of speeding. And so I am just cruising along and I look in my rear view and there is a cop car and I got a little nervous but the lights weren't on but he was on my tail like if I had stopped suddenly he would have totally crashed into me and so I thought it was really weird I was like is he pulling me over what is he doing is he trying to get somewhere and so you know the the turn in like the entrance into the park uh was just like a few hundred feet you know ahead of me so I was like okay I'm going to turn into the the park and if he turns in with me and I'll pull over and you know I'll do deal with whatever that is but if if I turn in and he doesn't follow me then I'm good and so I turn in and he doesn't follow me and I was like cool uh, yeah, I don't really know why he was you know right in my butt but whatever and so I go on my walk and whatever and I 
you at the loop I go on, it kind of like goes into the woods and then the parking lot you come out on the other side out of the woods. Um and so I'm coming out of the woods and I, you know, I usually like pop my headphones in and I, you know, have a conversation with my mom or my friend or whoever I'm, you know, want to talk to that morning. And I pop out and I'm talking to my mom and I just see like seven cop cars in the parking lot and then another uh, cop car in the lower parking lot and then there's like this little alcove and there's two in there. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I swear. I was like, they're definitely not looking for me. I don't think. <laughs> I do have New York plates at the moment, but you know, I don't think they're looking for me. Uh, and if they were, they're looking in the wrong place because I did not park in any of those places. And so I am just kind of like looking around and I thought of two things. These are the first two things that popped in my head. I said, either they have found a dead body, in which case absolutely terrifying. I'm so glad I didn't see that. Um, or two, they are looking for someone or something. And that is almost equally, if not more stressful, because I'm just walking out there all by myself out with a murderer, perhaps. <laughs> and so I'm, you know, I'm walking and I'm watching them. But you th would think that if they were looking for someone or investigating a murder that they would be talking to the people at the park but no they were just talking to each other like just hanging out by their cars what like what, what? i'm just very confused was it like you know you know cop oh god i can't even talk i was just like so shocked by this um is it like cops go to the park day you know enjoy your lunch at the park cops or, like, I just had no idea what was going on, and I still don't know, so I'll try to keep you updated. If I find out what they were doing there, I will do my best to tell, finish the story. I don't think I'll ever know. It, it, it was something that I thought about a lot while I was witnessing it. I was like, man, if this was my hometown... I would know every detail. I would know the names and the the exact events that went down and what's going to happen. Um, and that would all just be on Facebook, you know? Small town life has its perks where you're, you're able to find out things relatively quickly. Now that I live in Memphis, a big city, I just never know what's going on. I suppose I should watch the news. But even that, you know, they, it's, that's very specific. I'm just, I just want to know more about that specific incident. I don't really care about other incidents that are occurring. So I'll try to keep you updated on this whole, what the cops are looking for, if they found a dead body. I have been walking since, and I haven't found any dead bodies. Uh, the only thing that I did find to be very strange was... This I've been walking there for about a month and a half and I had never seen any wildlife other than the horses that are at the horse barn and the bison that are in like the bison range. But that day I saw two deer sprinting through the woods and I am not unfamiliar with deer. We have a lot of deer where I'm from, but it looked like they were being chased by something. Um, perhaps the cops are looking for a monster or I've been watching too much supernatural. Who's to say, you know, I'm not quite sure. 
So I'll keep you updated. Um, I'll tell you. I'll let you know if there's like a big foot on the loose or or what have you. Oh, man, but that was my story. <laughs> it's been a, it's, that was that was like the beginning of my week. So uh, obviously, a lot has happened since then. But you know what did happen at the beginning? I guess at the end of last week, the beginning of this week was the ACM Awards, which stands for. If I got this right, Academy Country Music Awards. I should know it, um, and I should have written it down. But nah, I'm gonna test my my memory from reading. <laughs> Basically, if you're unfamiliar, it is where a group of people uh, tell me what uh, you know the best country music is and who the best country artists are. Mm. Based off of a scale that I'm not quite familiar, like I don't think I understand correctly because I, you know, a few months back, maybe like a month ago, <laughs> I don't know, I made my prediction for Entertainer of the Year at this awards show. And based, no, I did it based on their criteria. Like I went onto their website and I looked at everything that they, you know, grade upon. And I made my own number system and I decided based on those, I did a lot of research and I found that uh, the inter my entertainer of the year, the one of based off of their criteria, it should have been Luke Combs. Now, for those who watched it, uh, you will know that it was not Luke Combs, but the other Luke, Luke Bryan, who, according to my, my math, when I did it, uh, finished like a low second place. He was tied with Chris Stapleton, which, you know, I didn't think Chris Stapleton was going to win it. So I suppose that I guess if Luke Combs didn't win it, Luke Bryan should have won it. I, I just don't agree. I think if they were truly basing it off the criteria that they have set for these categories that Luke Combs should have won. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. But we're going to go over some of the results. And uh, I'm going to give you my my vote. So I'll give you who won. And then, you know, some of these I agree with. And then some of them I, I have opinions about. And I disagree with. And I'll give you who I wanted to win. So first off, as I, I talked about, Entertainer of the Year. Luke Bryan won, and I wanted Luke Combs to win. I just think, you know, Luke Bryan does not contribute anything that is more unique than the last thing that he has done. And I want to say this is pretty standard for all of the male artists that were uh, nominated for this category. I would say that Chris Stapleton has a pretty unique sound differing from like each album so from album to album it's pretty unique luke combs i feel has a very unique sound in today's music that he kind of is has started but i don't i wouldn't say that his sound varies from album to album i i just i think luke combs should have won i think his fan base is growing at a rapid rate and he is putting out content all the time and so he's definitely contributed a lot to country music in the last few years, especially in 2020. So I was a little, you know, disappointed, but, you know, it is what it is. The next one was Female Artist of the Year. 
And the winner was Marin Morris, which was not a surprise. I kind of expected it. Uh, I think Marin Morris is the country music sweetheart as she can easily cross over into pop and be exceptionally popular in both genres. And so, yeah, it was not a surprise. I wanted Ashley McBride to win. I think she has a very unique country or uniquely country sound as opposed to Marin. I think you would not be able to mistake her as any other artist in country. So, and I think she's doing a lot of great things as a female country artist um, to improve the genre. So that would have been my vote. I just, I prefer, you know, closer to home country than could be pop, could be country artist. And then after that was the male artist of the year. And again, uh, the winner of that was Thomas Rhett, and he was nominated for Entertainer of the Year. And I was kind of surprised that he, you know, I mean, I'm assuming that Luke Combs was not a part of, like, the running, basically, and it was probably between Luke Bryan and Thomas Rhett. And so Thomas Rhett won Artist or Male Artist of the Year, and I'm trying to think of the things he's done. Um... He did a Christmas special. I remember that. But, you know, I wanted someone who was doing a lot of things. And I think that person was Eric Church. And I, I'm coming from a place where at the beginning of the year, I was not a fan of Eric Church. And I had never been a fan of Eric Church. But now that I've gotten to uh, hear more of his sounds and something more raw, I watched a video where he performed like a set for like a virtual stagecoach. And I really enjoyed it. And this new album that he just released is, I've been listening to it nonstop. So I really enjoyed getting to know Eric Church more. And he's was con like consistently releasing singles in 2020. So I, and you know, I, I would have voted for Eric Church if I was on the Academy. And after that, oh, this one was 100% totally expected is duo of the oh my goodness duo of the year with Dan and Shay and I think it's pretty safe to say that they will win duo of the year until you know some other fantastic uh you know singing duo comes cruising in I mean Shay's voice is just incredible but they would not be my first pick I really in this category, I would I want to say that four of the nominees were male groups, and then only one was a female group, and that one female group was Maddie and Tay. And I have been a Maddie and Tay fan for a really long time, and I think that they deserve a really awesome award for being a girl duo group. Their, their songs are really good. They're quite high production, more higher, like... More production than I would prefer, but I think their voices are really strong together, and I think they have a lot of great material that is, like, equally as serious but also kind of funny and quirky, which is what I like about country music. I tend to like the more funny, upbeat songs. So I would have voted for Maddie and Tay, but honestly, Dan and Shay as a pop country group their music's always consistently really good, so I can't hate on them too much. The next one is 
group of the year. And I don't really listen to a lot of groups, but the winner of this category was Old Dominion. And uh, I agree. I like Old Dominion. Again, pop country at its finest, but they really know how to put on a show and they release great music, you know, consistently. So I no issues there. I love Old Dominion. The next one after that is New Female Artist of the Year. And uh, for that category was Gabby Barrett. She was on, I believe, American Idol. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't really watch American Idol. Um, but I would agree. She, I would say, has the potential to be the next Carrie Underwood if she chose to be. She's got an incredibly powerhouse voice that can carry her really far if she treats it well. Which, you know, I'm hoping that these country artists that are belting at the top of their ranges are taking care of their voices because I would love to keep hearing them for the rest of time. After that was New Male Artist of the Year, and that went to Jimmy Allen. <sighs> and I don't, I think I could tell you one song by Jimmy Allen. Um, there are there are more people on that list that I would I could name more songs and I could name more parts of their career. And so uh, my vote would have gone to Cody Johnson. As you know, I, if you have been listening to the podcast for a few weeks, I am super into Cody Johnson. I really respect his songwriting and he's, he's a vocal genius. He's got a great voice. So, you know, I, I will never, ever stop talking about how much I like Cody Johnson. And so I think he should have won. I think he is, doesn't have the numbers exactly, but I think he is a great representation of what country music is going into and what it's turning into. I think it, you know, the genre is kind of taking a, a big old split into a more traditional sound versus a more modern pop sound. And Cody Johnson's definitely uh, taking the reins on the more traditional side. So I, you know, I would have voted for Cody Johnson. The next one was Album of the Year, and it was Starting Over by Chris Stapleton. And I love Chris Stapleton. And I liked this album. I hadn't listened to a lot of albums in 2020, uh, but I did listen to this one, and so I really enjoyed it. And you can't really go wrong with Chris Stapleton. So he has my vote all the way. After that was Single of the Year, uh, and the one that won <laughs> was I Hope You're Happy Now by Carly Pierce and Lee Bryce. And to be honest, I her I I don't think the songs that were nominated were like <laughs> the best songs of 2020. But out of the ones that were nominated, this one was definitely the best. <laughs> um, I think that Carly Pierce has a very unique voice. Sometimes I don't really love it, but I've been listening to her album 29 a lot recently and I've been trying to get to know her voice a little bit more and it's kind of growing on me. And then Lee Bryce in the song, he just kills it. He just really gets up into his higher range and belts it and it sounds awesome. So it was a great duet and I, I do think that out of all the songs that were in it, they probably deserve it. And then... The last one was Song of the Year, and that went to Maren Morris's The Bones. And that, I want to say, I'm pretty sure 
did really well on the pop charts and on pop radio and that made it weasel its way to the top. And so I'm not surprised at all that that made it to the top of the uh, the nominations list. I would have gone with Bluebird by Miranda Lambert. I found myself listening to that one a lot. I've always had a love-hate relationship with Miranda Lambert where I think in the past I I didn't really like her, you know, her person, but I really liked her music and now she's starting to grow on me a little bit more as a person. So I I continue to like her music and I am starting to like her even more now because she's doing a lot of cool stuff that I am excited to listen to. So I think that wraps up the ACM Awards, I believe. I think I have touched every... I didn't talk about songwriters um, just because, you know... I don't like to be too critical about songwriting. Songwriting is such like a personal thing and and I'd rather just talk about the artists who sing them. So uh, if you want to hear more about songwriting and stuff like that, let me know. I uh, I can dedicate more time to it. Um, I just, I really appreciate songwriters and I just don't think it's such a unique um, thing and, and songs are kind of hard to pin down as good or bad, so... I uh, I chose not to do songwriters, <laughs> so uh, maybe we could talk about them in the future. Now we're moving on to what I've been listening to this week. I think we all know that uh, Cody Johnson's definitely been in the mix, but I, I I did add some new stuff. So I brought in some Eric Church. Like I said before, I listened to his album Heart. And it's great. I I don't think I, to be honest with you, I've ever sat down and just listened to an Eric Church album. To be honest, up until like ha- like halfway through 2020, I I didn't really listen to Eric Church at all. I knew some of his hits, but they just like didn't make their way into my my listening. But this album, I definitely have a newfound respect for Eric Church, and I would really suggest you guys go listen to it. Um, I would say that, like, I'm pretty rare when it comes to country music fans where I didn't like Eric Church. So I'm probably telling you something that you already knew about someone you already love, but I would recommend this album. If If you're not an Eric Church fan like I was... I guess I think that's grammatically correct. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this album because it definitely is really strong. So go check it out. The next thing that I've been listening to, uh, kind of correlating with the amount of Supernatural I'm watching, I found this uh, playlist on Spotify that uh, has every song that it was ever played in Supernatural on it. And which is just like classic rock. And I've been kind of playing that nonstop while I drive the car. I'm just like, I am in the Impala. So I would suggest go checking that out. I don't know what it's called exactly. I just want to, I think it's just called like a supernatural playlist or supernatural playlist. But if you guys like supernatural, you should go check it out. The last thing that I've been listening to (laughs) is, uh, the Country Mix Made For Me, uh, which Spotify knows me so well. I use, I've use i been using it for a lot of years now, 
and they just get me, you know? They play the best new music that I like they think I'm going to like and it kind of gets me excited because I don't tend to go venturing out into new music that often when I am like sitting working, like writing out what I'm going to talk about in my podcast or looking for jobs or writing. I love to listen to new music so it doesn't distract me too much. But every once in a while, I'll hear a song and it'll like catch my ear while I'm... That's how I know it's a good song is if it catches my ear while I'm just not paying attention at all and I get sucked in, then I know. Like there's... (laughs) I've talked about this with like a few other people. There is nothing like the feeling of discovering your new favorite song. And eventually that fades away. So like you can listen to this new favorite song a a gajillion times and then it soon becomes not your favorite song anymore. And it's like a really sad thing. But, you know, hopefully soon after you discover a new favorite song. And so it's kind of like a a fun cycle that you you're like you fall in love with a new song and then you you fall out of love but then you find something new and so there's nothing quite like you know finding that new song so i'm always excited to find new music even though i i am kind of stuck in my ways so that's kind of fun <laughs> so i hope that uh you guys are enlightened by my my new music listening uh, and you can guys go check it out on my Spotify. I have a ton of playlists. Uh, my friend Liz and I, shout out to Liz Olmstead, um, we make or we have made a huge playlist called the Country Sing Along Playlist. And you can go find it on Spotify under my name, Sarah Rose P21, I believe. Yeah, I think that's what my <laughs> my username is. Yeah, and you can go listen to that. It's got old music. It's got new music. I throw stuff on there. She throws stuff on there. And uh, it's a great uh, car jam. If you put it on in the car, you could drive for hours. I do believe it is hours worth of music. So go go wild. Go listen to it. I, if you want to jam out with Liz and I on the weekends, uh, then... Maybe we can set up set up a party, <laughs> set up a, a listening party and just jam out. Last thing on my agenda. Whew, we've made it. It's the Instagram polls, baby. I do this every week. Uh, it is so much fun to interact with you guys. I am constantly amazed at what you guys uh, will respond with or what you choose and who participates because I get to see those kinds of things too. So I'm always super excited every week to do a new poll and I will try to continue to be more creative about the the things I'm asking you. Um, but this week, we, because of the ACMs awards, I feel like they kind of exclude the, um, the subgenres in country music that I think a lot of people enjoy. So I asked you guys to tell me what your favorite subgenres are in country music or what you would listen to in country music. And I kind of did it in a poll style where I, I pin, like, what's the word I'm looking for? I put them against each other, I guess, <laughs> in, a, in a battle to the death. And so the first one was country rap versus honky tonk. 
And 71% of people voted honky tonk. And I was like really kind of <laughs> nervous because I was like, oh no, like do people like country rap? Because it was winning in the beginning. But then I was like, mm, I don't think they do. I think that <laughs> I obviously people do like it because 29% of the voters voted for it. But um, I, I'm glad to see that Honky Tonk one just because I'm a Honky Tonk fan <laughs> and I'm not like a huge country rap fan. I could be into it. I did research for these things to make sure I knew what type of country I was getting into and what I was looking for. Um, and so there was some country rap that I liked, but mm, consistently Honky Tonk is where I'm at. After that, there was Red Dirt versus Western. And these, I would say, are not exactly similar, I, but I think they could be confused for one another. Red Dirt won with 59%, and then Western had 41%. I, the Red Dirt scene is more in Texas, and so I, I'm into more of that sound recently. So I probably would have voted Red Dirt. I like Cody Johnson, Turnpike Troubadours, all that good stuff. But Western is kind of that croony, you know, riding on your horse type of music that I also really like too. So it was tough for me to choose. And obviously it was kind of a close call, but Red Dirt would have my, been my vote too. So I'm glad we're all on the same page so far. <laughs> Next was traditional versus bluegrass country. And I... When I was picking these subgenres, I wanted to pick, I think the, the thing I was struggling with was finding mm, subgenres or like the country songs that were influenced by the, the other genre. And so instead of like the other way around. So like I, it, I wasn't putting, you know, traditional against bluegrass because bluegrass is like a totally different genre I was putting it against like the genre or the pairing of country and and bluegrass it was kind of complicated but so traditional got 47 percent which I probably I I like more traditional and I think it was hard to gauge what I was talking about I tried to put a few examples but traditional is like Alan Jackson and George Strait and Garth Brooks and that kind of sound and so I kind of prefer that I do love bluegrass country I, as a you know as an example I had put uh, tortured tangled hearts by the chicks um, but you know 53% of people voted for bluegrass country and I think that is awesome I would not have expected that but I guess I did put it against traditional which is not everyone's favorite either uh, so I probably would have voted traditional but I can see why you guys would love bluegrass country as well. After that was a kind of a fun one, which was boyfriend country versus gothic country. And then I had a flood of people asking me what gothic country was. And I don't, I didn't really know what it was. When I was doing this, I was just like looking at a list of all the different kinds of subgenres. And I thought people would listen to. And kind of, gothic kind of stood out as something that people kind of might be into. And then I listened to it and I was like, there's definitely a 
a kind of person who would listen to this. It is not me, though. And so if I had to choose between Boyfriend Country and Gothic, I would have chose Boyfriend Country, which is like Dan and Shay and and that kind of pop, kind of cutesy sound. And uh, 71% of you agreed with me, but I, I do think after that, uh, a lot of people went to go check out some Gothic Country music. So we'll we'll see how those numbers do in the future. Uh, after that, this is the last one, which was Bro Country versus Outlaw Country. And Bro Country, I think we're all pretty familiar with. I think that's the country music generally uh, everyone hates. <laughs> um, I don't hate it. I think there is some good Bro Country. Uh, crun- oh gosh, I can't speak Bro Country out there, but. Uh, Outlaw country, I think, is the country a lot of people associate with is like being kind of more gritty and like Southern rock-esque. And I've always really enjoyed outlaw country and I'm kind of more into it recently. So I probably would have voted for outlaw and 67% of the voters agreed with me. So I was like really excited to see those opinions on that, on country subgenres because I do think they're undervalued at award shows and obviously award shows are just not the end-all be-all for country music because you know there are country artists out there that you know do awesome things and make awesome music and will never win an award ever in their whole life because they don't fit the uh whatever the freaking (laughs) the, the award shows are looking for because obviously even though I took into consideration all of the things that they're looking for in Entertainer of the Year, I did not get the right answer. I, I mean, I could have told you that it was going to be Luke Bryan, but based off of what I, the research that I did and all of the numbers and the things I felt as a country fan in country music, I, I, I ended up wrong. So, you know, I just... I. I like exploring these topics. I like seeing what you guys like listening to as country fans and also not as country fans. And then lastly, after my poll, I put up a little questions box and I said, you know, give me the the genres that you listen to or the subgenres that you listen to that I did not mention. And uh, I don't know I didn't really explain it in the poll so I understand why people would put these things but so I had like things like country folk and I didn't put country folk in um because I feel like folk is too close to country like there's some differences um but in my brain they're just like really close together and so I just keep them separate as much as possible and then we had Americana which again I, mm, I'm not too sure. I again, I like to keep that kind of separated too. I think the subgenres that I obviously identified were uh, g- genres that were definitely really different from country music. So I didn't want to do anything too close. I think the closest one I got was bluegrass, but I think bluegrass again has a really distinctive sound from actual true blue country music. So. You know, I that's why I chose what I chose. And, uh, you know, I, uh, and the other one was line dancing. And I, line dancing I would, you know, put under more traditional and, 
honky tonk perhaps. So yeah, I really appreciated your responses and uh, I love talking about them. I love getting to know you guys as country music fans and or not country music fans and seeing what your opinions are about it. And I, to be honest, I think most of you that go through these uh, just just like to vote on things, which is awesome. I'm like really excited that you chose my things to vote on. And so I think that's all I've got this week. I, uh, like I said, next week I'm going to have hopefully a lot of stuff to talk about uh, regarding country music and some new life updates. And I'm going to continue to listen to more new stuff to suggest to you guys. I want to do a... Um, a podcast about the like music country music artists that are advertised to me on social media so I constantly get um like uh advertisements for new artists all the time on my Instagram and on my Facebook and so I want to kind of just jump in and talk about those things maybe next week I also just want to you know get into the nitty-gritty of country music as per usual, you know? <laughs> so next week, I will, uh, I'll see ya. I, this, this, I don't really know where I'm going with this. I'm kind of rambling. It's been, it's been one of those weeks, guys. I say that every week, but it's been one of those weeks. All right, I will, uh, I'll see you guys next Friday, and I'll talk to you then. Have a great week. Have the great rest of your Friday, and I will, uh, Talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>